0: Hello and welcome to I Heard It On a Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. We got the whole kit and caboodle for you tonight. <laughs> I
1: got so excited.
0: He's getting choked up. He's really excited about the kitten caboodle. I got so excited
1: because I say kit and caboodle in my real life. Really? And he's when he's I got crying, excited, crying about I died. it. He's really excited.
0: Anyway, he inhaled his own spit because he's really excited about kitten I inhaled kitten it like in
1: my brain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was, just wanted to say that I say kitten gaboodle sometimes. Really?
0: So then tell me what it means.
1: It's like everything. Like yeah. The whole group of stuff. Mm-hmm. The yeah. whole thing.
0: The whole shebang. The whole darn thing. My name is Riley. I'm also Isaiah. Who, for those of you who don't know, um, and Isaiah. I have a story for you. Okay. Tell it. So last week, my parents were out of town, Mm -hmm. as you know. Yep. And um, I live with my parents, for those of you who don't know. Right now, I do. You know, it's not like my life goal. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) we also have a dog. Her name is Copper. She's adorable. Um, I really believe that I'll never love again when Copper passes on. Mm, That's deep. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... um, Last week, there was a night when it was really windy, and Copper doesn't do well with the wind. Hmm. Um, so, I let Copper sleep upstairs inside, which is not mm-hmm. where she normally sleeps. And so, she was just hanging out. I turned on the uh, fan so that there was some white noise, right. and so she could hang out. I'm a good owner. Nice. And then I went to went to bed right uh, on the second floor. Yes. And... While I was brushing my teeth, probably twenty minutes after I had said goodnight to Copper, um, she starts barking, like and doing that thing where she like bark 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 and then inhale and does that like weird growl inhale uh-huh. thing, which I think is really terrifying yeah. when dogs do that because uh-huh. it, it, you know that they really think that there's a threat. Right. They're not just like warning you about something; they are like they're uh, warning danger, yeah. danger. <laughs> I I need to I need to I'm in danger. Not just my mm-hmm. not just my human, right? But me. And so I I I don't hear Copper do that very often. Uh-huh. She's like twelve or thirteen at this right. point. She's getting up there. So, um, I stop brushing my teeth and I <laughs> walk very gingerly out into like the open area and I I listen because I'm I'm listening for anything besides copper barking. <laughs> and so she stops for a minute, and I wait to hear if there's like a footstep or a, a door hinge or anything, because of course my mind jumps to the most radical right. conclusion, which is someone's breaking into their house to kill me. Right. <laughs> so that makes sense. <laughs> and so I'm I'm like waiting there, and I'm looking down the hallway where they would come if they were coming to kill me. And I start to think about all of the... Ways that I could fight back. Right. Like currently, I'm holding a toothbrush. Not Uh, a great weapon. Not great, but (laughs) I could like stab it in their eye if I needed to. Uh, like around the corner, there's a room with a printer. That's kind of bulky. It's (laughs) difficult to defend yourself with a printer. Um, in my room, of course, there's like regular room stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, I could defend myself with some hangers, like coat hangers. That's that would be cool, but probably kind of difficult. I need, and I was like, I need to put a baseball bat or something in my room. And then I started thinking about the whole gun debate and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's a little, let's, let's stick with the immediate threat right now. (laughs) I can't go get a gun right now. That would probably take me at least 20 minutes in America. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, I think, what am I going to do? I instead do nothing, right? I just stand there and wait and listen, and after about three minutes, nothing happens. This is a story in which nothing happens. Nice. But it made me think about what I would have done, Uh-huh. And I really do think that I would have hid. My house is big enough that I could just hide. Right,
1: and probably survive.: Probably, unless they're specifically there to like kill you. Yeah, but like, who would do that? Right. I I haven't
0: wronged anyone to right. the point where they like need retribution. Yeah, you're
1: not John Wick,
0: right? <laughs> I at least I don't think I have. Hmm. But I'm not like living a covert lifestyle right. where if someone really wanted to kill me for vengeance, they would have a hard time doing so. Right. So I live in enough peace knowing that if someone wanted to kill me, they could do it pretty easily. Hmm. And I'm not gonna like <laughs> change my lifestyle because nice. of that. <laughs>
1: so what was she barking at then
0: probably nothing she's old and has cataracts and is afraid of the wind so
1: a <laughs> oh, copper classic. yeah good old classic copper copper
0: shout oh, out to you man. copper i know yeah. you're
1: listening you do listen to the podcast one of our faithful fans yeah um okay well that's a great story and i think you have another great story that's more news related yeah um, this one made me laugh so Earlier today,
0: I was looking at the news, and I sent this to Isaiah and said, "We must talk about this on the podcast. If we don't, I'll leave the podcast, and it'll just be you." So, which no one wants to hear. (laughs) No. So, I think recently the story was reported on recently, uh, like in the last week. So, I think this happened recently too. Hundreds of people named Josh descended upon Lincoln, Nebraska to fight for their right to be the one true Josh. And I I love this cuz I know several people named Josh, mm-hmm. as do you I'm sure. Yep. And just thinking about those people that I know fighting each other cuz they're all from like different corners of my life. Yeah. Thinking about them like fighting each other to be the one Josh in my life, <laughs> let alone the one Josh in the world to be <laughs> Josh is really com- is really comical to me. So they all show up and they have different uh f- battles. The main one was a big pool noodle battle where you can really do whatever you want. There's the picture of the picture on this article has this guy with a pool noodle taped to a drill, an electric drill. So I'm I don't really believe that it worked that well, but I think it just like spun around in a circle and he hit every Josh around him. <laughs> But there's people like wearing weird hats and weird other like dressed up as characters. And apparently the one Josh that remained was a little kid. The The tweet says five years old and I think his age was corrected later. So, but anyway, he's young. So that's the one true Josh. There's, there's no longer any Josh's yeah. except for this Josh who's no more than like in second grade.
1: Yeah. Congratulations Congratulations to
0: hashtag little Josh, (laughs) who won hashtag Josh fight.
1: I think the hilarious thing about this is it all began because this one dude, Josh, whatever his name is, um, like was just bored during COVID and went on Facebook and searched for his name. Mm -hmm. And then basically just like added everyone with his exact first and last name into a Facebook group chat. And then was basically just like, hey, I bet you're all wondering why I've gathered you here today. And then he gave, like, coordinates and a date and said, meet here and we're going to fight. And whoever wins is gets to keep their name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have a year. Right. <laughs> and then that was all he said. And it actually became, like, a real event. Yeah. The sad thing to me, though, is out of that whole, like, 20-person group message with his exact first and last name, only one of them actually showed up. Yeah. And so they had a battle between the original Josh and this other group message Josh, just like rock, paper, scissors, to see who got to keep their whole like first and last yeah. name. It's <laughs> like, this is awesome. <laughs>
0: but the original Josh won.
1: Yeah, he did. He so. is the
0: one Josh who gets to keep his name. Yeah. Um. But on the bright side, a bunch of other Joshes showed up. These mm-hmm. pictures have lots of Joshes. Hundreds of Joshes. So while the, the group message Josh is kind of lamed out, the, a bunch of other Joshes showed up. So that's because there's a lot of yeah, Joshes.
1: there are a lot of Joshes. but it's interesting to me because in the group message there's like a screenshot of the Facebook group message yeah and after he says like I bet you're wondering why I gathered you all here today it just says that one of them just leaves yeah and if I got put in a group message with 20 people with my exact same name I would at least stick around to see what's going on oh yeah you know, like how boring do you have to be to just be like Ugh, leave I <laughs> know like, it's so lame like you must
0: ah uh, y- you're you're right there's no a sense of adventure or like seeking a higher or like more Mm -hmm. grand adventure. And I would be really surprised if there was even 20 people in the whole wide world that had your exact name. Uh So
1: you would definitely want to stick around for that. I'm going to go do it if I had Facebook. (laughs) 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 Oh man. Well, yeah, I like
0: this idea. And at the end of this article, the author says, I think we should stick around and and do the next thing, uh, or do this again next year with other common names like Jenny or something like that. Um, also, I forgot to mention this was partially a food drive and also partially a fundraiser for the children's hospital in Lincoln. <clears throat> so Josh's are good. Josh's are good.
1: I just <laughs> think how hilarious it is that they like after this event, you know, twenty of them go to Starbucks in Lincoln. And it's like, I've got a latte for Josh. And then 20 people like walk up to the counter, like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could get so many good, like, reactions yeah, out of you that. Need to, you need to milk it after yeah. that. You yeah. all go and do something <laughs> like else. Like, go bowling together. Yeah. Like, can I have your Josh, name? Josh, it's Josh, Josh. Josh. Oh, it's Josh. It's Josh. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Okay. Well, should we jump into our uh, topic? Today? Yeah. It's yeah. not really a topic. We can't call it a topic when it's not Topic Thunder. So we'll just call it our. Um, are ideas to ponder on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, today's idea to ponder on, I want to talk about the pros and cons, maybe not even the pros and cons, but just our thoughts on um, the debate of, like, self-teaching versus going to school versus, like, doing some sort of boot camp or, like, intensive training program. Um, and then I want to discover some or think of some odd careers that this could apply to, which okay. will make sense when we get there. It doesn't make sense talking about it now. But basically, the, the idea is when you're trying to learn a job or a career or like a specific field of knowledge, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. You know, some people will just go to college for four years, you know, especially for stuff like business or accounting. Like that's just kind of the standard way of getting into that. Yeah, You graduate high school, you go to college for it, you do it for four years, you graduate, you get a job. Um there's other places that are more like for the example the trades they're more like a work and learn kind of mm-hmm. thing so you would do trade school and then you would just kind of work on the job and learn as you go. Um and you still have people teaching you and you still take classes but it's kind of less of a college experience more of like you're teaching yourself and you're learning on the job. And then there's other and things And it's less dependent on a degree. Correct. Yeah, that's more on what you know and like your skills and your references and stuff like that. Um, then there's other things that you can completely teach yourself, like cooking. Like it's super easy to learn cooking. Only a few people go to college for cooking. Like it's not a necessarily a career. I mean, it can be a career for a lot of people, but this is also something that you can just do as a hobby and you can learn from YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um And then there's also these things called boot camps. And boot camps are kind of a mix of like self-teaching and schooling. It's kind of a mix of everything, to be honest. And basically what a boot camp is, is it's a you know, typically several week, maybe several month process. And they basically just make you devote your whole life to this one thing for that amount of time. And the goal is to like teach you as efficiently as possible with as little time invested as possible, and as little money invested as possible. And these are really common in like the computer science, uh, computer programming, kind of computer engineering Mm -hmm. fields, because it's one of those things that you can kind of just the only limit on learning is you and how fast you can learn or whatever. Um, it's not something that you have to necessarily take time to learn. It's just how much you can fit into your brain at once. Yeah. So they're really big in that field. They've kind of moved into other areas like in creative arts type fields. Um, and also some trade stuff. Uh, you can do a boot camps. But the, the perk of this is they're really big for people who are wanting to switch careers. So for a lot of people going into a lot of fields, it still makes the most sense to go to college and kind of take that four years of time to learn at a easier pace, to learn at a pace that kind of lets you absorb more Mm -hmm. and also get the networking opportunities. Um, But boot camps are really big for people who have maybe had a career already or haven't found something that sticks and now they're kind of later in their 20s or early in their 30s and they just want to like get something knocked out so they can get a good job. And so that's what you'll see a lot in these boot camps is people who decide I'm going to switch to so-and-so career and I just need to get like as much knowledge in as I can so I can get a job. Um, and they typically are pretty expensive, not as expensive as a college would be. Most of them, at least for coding and computer science, would cost maybe anywhere from ten dollars to $20,000 for an 8- eight- to 12-week program. Mm-hmm. But most boot camps have this guarantee that you'll get a job. And if they don't, they'll refund you your fees or whatever. So it's kind of a cool um, process. These have been around for a while but they're relatively new compared to college and stuff like that um, And so it's interesting and the like efficient like part of me loves the idea of just cramming eight weeks full of learning and then like knowing what you need to know to do that thing yeah um, And I was wondering and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this if this is something that's only specific to like technology and coding and if that works really well in that field, but not in any others, or if this could be applied to something like, you know, being an EMT or, you know, being a plumber or, you know, doing accounting or something like that. So I was just curious what your thoughts on that were. I think it has started
0: with technology because you can uh, create one program and then disperse it to thousands of people. We've talked about this concept before where you create one really good product and then make ten thousand dollars on it time after time after right. time with not much reinvested totally um effort yeah because you created a really good product that one yeah th- that first time but with something like a emt right um boot camp you would have to you would have to have a minimum threshold of investment every single time with right. instructors and resources and time and f- facilities to do that every time. So there's, I think like a higher threshold of requirement. Right. Uh, it's not just a program that you send them that's already written. Right. Uh, so I could see that happening, but I also understand why it hasn't already. Right. Also, there's really, as far as I know, there's less accreditations right. with things like programming. You, I'm sure there are accreditations. Right. Like you can take certain tests and sure. meet certain standards. But with other things like uh, certain trades and especially in the medical community, you cannot practice at all unless right. you are accredited sure. by some governing body. Yeah. So there are stricter standards that... Uh, Eight week boot camp might not right. meet. Yeah. So, I see why it has evolved in the f- places that it has. Yeah. And also because the tech sector is growing so much faster than probably anything right. else at this point, and there's yeah. a lot of demand for. There's a lot of demand and a lot of interest in people switching from everything else to totally. gain those kinds of skills. that Totally
1: maybe they didn't even know about 10 years ago when they were in college. Yeah. It is interesting because I definitely think a lot of the drive into boot camps is based on um, the same like thing you said where it's people here they can get, you know, a job that pays in the mid six figures or like, you know, is a good paying job and all they have to do is spend 10 or 15 grand and work really hard for 12 weeks. Like that sounds pretty enticing to a lot of yeah. people. Um but I am curious if there's room for this like concept being used cuz you're right there are you know issues with you know govern governing bodies like having to certify things um but i think uh, there's been a big move recently away from like the idea of going to college and taking out loans mm-hmm. and that whole process and i think this is a good you know alternate to that idea especially if someone were to develop it in like say the trades and you could just do you know maybe 4 months of a trade boot camp where you're, you know, busting your butt and doing 60 or 80 hours a week of learning. But then at the end of the four months you're certified and you don't have to do, you know, two or three or four years of trade school. Um, I also think there's room for it in like uh, professional development too, because for someone who wants to develop like skills in their field and they're not necessarily trying to trade, like switch career paths, um, If all of the courses that could develop you are locked behind college, most people aren't going to do that because they are still working their normal jobs and they have their normal lives. They don't want to pay all that money Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe they'll do night classes or whatever. But I think there could be room to say like, hey, your employer could pay for, you know, this and then you have a month of work where it's just dedicated straight towards doing this. Yeah. And then it's like an investment into their employees. And so I think there's cool, like, opportunities for that. And that could apply to anything, you know? Like a four-week intensive course on, you know, Excel. And then you come back like right. an expert at Excel, and that benefits your employer a lot. So I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I just am not sure that it's a, a winning process for everyone. I know it works really well for people who have that, like, technological, like, coding, programmatic mindset, just the idea that you can sit down and like learn it all and like check it all off and get it all done. But I know a lot of people I don't think who would do super well with that like intense, rigorous, consistent learning process, you know? And
0: it's all self-taught and self-motivated. Pretty much, yeah. So you have to be willing and wanting to say, all right, I just quit my job or I just got fired yeah. or I whatever. I have no nothing to do. I could sleep in until noon and then watch right. Netflix all day. But instead, I'm going to wake up and spend seven hours totally. teaching myself to code. Totally. Literally learning a new language. Yeah. Which is difficult. Mm-hmm. And doing that for eight weeks and yeah. having just pressed buy now on a fifteen thousand right. dollar program—that's a hard. That's a scary thing to do. Yeah. You know. Um, so I I can see why it's still kind of a niche thing, because it takes a. Uh, you have to get over that threshold yeah. of buy-in. Yeah. It's it's not just a fifty dollar video that you right. buy access to, but yeah. it's kind of a transitionatory is that a word? Um action yeah. to, to kind of pivot w- what your focus is. Yeah. It it's a it's a bigger step. It's like a life changing thing, yeah. yeah. It's a bigger step than just some professional development sure. courses. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's it's kind of like a class on steroids, you know. It's an yeah. intentional decision to basically pivot your life in a direction one way or the other. Um. So this versus like self-teaching yourself stuff. So let's say it's not for work or for like your career development. Let's say you just want to learn like a new hobby. So let's say you want to, what's a hobby? Let's say you want to start parasailing. <laughs> so mm. your options are, you could go to parasailing school, and we'll just say, just for fun, that takes two years. I have no idea, like, okay. if that's a thing or whatever. And it would cost you $40,000, and then you'd be... It, un- just for for my edification, is parasailing hang gliding? Basically, but a parachute instead. So you're not, like, on a glider, you're, like, hanging below a parachute. Okay. And let's say just for argument's sake, this is, like, unpowered par- parasailing, but it's also getting pulled behind a boat parasailing, and it's also pushing yourself around with one of those fans on your back parasailing. So this is all kinds oh. of parasailing. Like you're going to dive deep into this hobby of being hung Great. underneath a parasail. Um, so you can either go to parasailing school. It's going to cost you forty grand, and it's going to take two years, but then you're going to come out like pretty dang competent on all things parasailing to the point where you could probably also teach parasailing lessons. We'll say that's kind of what you get out of the school. Great. And that's kind of a big investment, especially if you don't know that you're gonna like it. But parasailing is not one of those things you can like try out before you know how to do it, you know? You have to not kill yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: you need to kind of have that minimum investment level. So that's an option. 40 grand, two years. Not sure you're gonna like it, but then you'll be super competent at the end. The next option would be parasailing boot camp, and it's eight weeks long and it costs eight thousand dollars. Um, and you're just gonna spend like you have to take time off work. But you're going to spend the summer doing this, right? And then at the end of the summer, you're going to be competent. You might not be able to teach people and you might not like have a certification, but you're still a great parasailer and you're still going to like be good at it. And you're still taking that risk of like not knowing if you like it, but it's less of a risk, less time, less money. It's an option. And then the third option is you're just going to teach yourself to parasail. So you go on online to some sketchy website and you just buy a parasail and a motor And then you get it and you go on YouTube and, like, find out how to set it up. And then you maybe go on some forums and, like, ask for some advice. And then you get on YouTube and you, uh, like, learn how to fly. And you start flying. And you suck at first, but you find out that you really like parasailing. Like, you get to test the waters this way with, like, $1,000 invested or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you find out you really like it. And so then you start, like, spending time on forums. And you start watching more YouTube videos. And you start getting involved in the culture and, like, learning techniques. And so then you carry, like, you start... Poor, but you kind of ramp up and you start getting better over time. Out of those three options, with your personality, which would you kind of go for? Well, I
0: know about myself that I have a tendency to be fascinated by a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and be susceptible to invest the money in a lot of things. And then right after I invest the money, I no longer have the interest in it. So I would be really hesitant to spend money on something that I wasn't really sure that I was interested totally. in, yeah. which is what scares me about boot camps right. is, dang, am I ready to make a big life pivot and like, uh, learn so much about coding or right. parasailing or whatever it is yeah. and um, spend eight or 10 or $20,000 on this skill and dedicate the next two or three months of my life right. to it. I, I, no, that sounds scary. Right. Backing out, I'm not doing anything related to this. Right. Um, so I feel that I am most likely to go down the either self-taught right. line or the traditional school right. line. Because you can also back out of traditional school. Totally, yeah. Or like... Maybe you're not really into parasailing, but you are into hang gliding, which is similar and you just changed your course a little bit. Um, So Uh, I say that mainly just because I'm really more familiar with the like traditional school framework. Totally. But the way you were describing self-teaching of like organic interest gathering and getting connected with a community and, uh, finding out new things and just self-discovery. I think I kind of know what your answer is.
1: Yeah. It would definitely be the self-teaching. And this is kind of a, a poor example, I think, because if you try to teach yourself how to parasail, you might die. Yeah. So (laughs) we don't recommend that you teach yourself to parasail for sure.
0: We can take that stance here. I heard it on a podcast. We don't
1: recommend that at all. But it, with any other hobby, yes, that would be my answer. I like emp- one of my hobbies. I think is learning new hobbies. Yeah. that's like my main hobby, <laughs> yeah. and is like discovering things and trying things out and getting connected with how they work and stuff like that. Um, the idea of boot camps is super interesting to me. I've never done anything like it before, and it's never like been the way that I learn. I typically like only like to learn when it's at my own pace and it's my yeah, like idea. Like in school, I hated doing math, and I like it was just the worst. Like, I would never do math voluntarily. And I was just like, math sucks. And then as an adult, like, I wanted to learn some math stuff someday. So I like sat down and watched like, you know, calculus courses online, just like for fun. But it's because it was my idea. And I needed it for something practical, you know. So that's kind of how I've always worked is that self teaching, like, whatever's on my mind, I'm going to go learn it. But I think there is something for me about the, like, discipline that you are forced to have in a boot camp. Like, you've invested money in it and you've committed to this amount of time. And it's mm-hmm. easier to have discipline for eight weeks when there's like an end in sight with a specific goal that you're going to have achieved, you know? Right. Um, so I think that could be beneficial to me in some areas. Um, and I'm actually going to be taking a boot camp for work here this summer. It's like a really? mini boot camp, So it's cheap and only like 10 hours a week, but it's for like the Adobe Creative Suite. And so I'm going to be learning like After Effects and stuff like that. Um, so that's going to be fun. So I'm going to get to like, put my theory to the test and see how it works like with my learning because I've tried to learn after effects before and I've sat down and you know like watched the four hour YouTube videos on like yeah. after effects and I just like I just do it for a day and then I get over it you know I'm like I'm not going to sit down and watch another four hour video today right so I'm excited to kind of have that external motivation in it but I think that's going to be the only benefit for me is like having a structure set up having like everything laid out so it's easy for me to find the info I need, and I'll have to like go find it that everywhere. That is a major benefit yeah.
0: of school and boot camps yep. is that there's a curriculum. Yep. You don't have to build your own and try to figure out which YouTube video comes before this other one. Right. And if this channel sucks and if this forum is outdated or totally, based on the yeah. old software
1: or whatever. Totally. So uh, that's worth a couple thousand dollars yeah. right there. Right. And I think it depends because you can get boot camps for anything for tens of thousands of dollars. And you can also get boot camps for anything for, you know, like 50 bucks. I mean, you can go on like Udemy and they'll have, you know, courses that are laid out over time. I mean, you could argue that's what Skillshare and Brilliant and Linda and all that stuff is. So I think there is still that aspect of having to research yourself and learn yourself and find a trustworthy source. But then at that point, it's, you know, all laid out for you and it should be pretty easy. So this boot camp is that I'm taking is like a cheaper boot camp. It's maybe a couple of hundred dollars. And so it's not that much of an investment, but I've heard good things about it. And so I'm like, this is gonna be great. Like it's worth it to not Mm -hmm. have to go and find all of the tutorials and like then not understand something they say in a tutorial. So I have to look it up. Right. You know, so there's definitely that value there. And this is something that even if I didn't have to do it for work, I would just probably do for fun. You know, I could see myself spending, you know, four hundred dollars every year on something new that I want to learn. That's totally worth it for me if I can become, you know, intermediate to advanced at a skill. That's awesome. Like I love doing that kind of stuff. So there I think there's I don't know, for me it's like a I'm torn on boot camps and stuff like that, you know. But I think there's a place for them. It's just not all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say
0: though as someone who took the traditional route and went to a four-year college and paid full tuition and yeah. has student debt now but has a like legitimate job because yeah. of the degree I earned right I do think there's a lot of value in circumventing that what what I think at least in America like that is the gold standard right. of what to do after you graduate high school right. and I think that I think that we're getting away from that a little yeah. bit which i which is great yeah um I don't think that college is like the only thing good thing to do. Um, but I do think that you have to better yourself somehow yeah. and gain skills totally. to make yourself marketable. And um, if you don't have a degree, at least right now, if you don't have a degree, you have to have a portfolio to show right. this is what I can do. Yeah, And so you have to have skills and experiences to do that. And yeah. so you need ed- education somehow or yeah. another. So whether that's self-taught and then you just create a bunch of projects and say here's all the things I can do in Photoshop or After right. Effects or whatever or you take a boot camp and then get jobs right freelancing or whatever or you get a degree and say here's my piece of paper right it's <laughs> weird how all those things are equivalent like they're
1: the same thing they're very different yeah. But it is cool that we're at a we're in an era where no matter how you learn and how your brain works, you still have a path to all of those opportunities, you know? Yeah. You're not locked out like you used to be. Like there are some jobs that you had to have a degree and you couldn't get a job if you didn't have a degree. And now there's other options into these high paying, like interesting fields that don't require you to have to fit the mold of going to a four year college and like doing that whole experience. Cause some people don't do all well of that, right? Right. So it's cool that there's like kind of a level playing field. It's easier for other people who don't fit into that to get those jobs. Mm -hmm. And I would think I would fall into that. Like I don't enjoy school that much and I don't enjoy like just kind of the process of it. Um, And so for me, like when I went to college having the option to do something different that kind of was outside of that mold and still end up getting a, you know, good job that was in the field that I wanted to be in. Right. It's cool. Like I love that idea. So I'm a fan of all of these learning opportunities. And I guess the real lesson here is just keep learning. (laughs) Oh yeah. I know. I think about that all the time.
0: I don't under, I can't like, relate to people who don't have a undying yearning for just knowledge and learning and understanding new weird things. So if you don't have that, that's, it's kind of like getting therapy. Like it's not going to work unless you want to, unless you want it to work. Yeah. Just like learning. It's not going to work unless you want to learn. Yeah. So, you got to do something that you want to learn about.
1: Totally. Yeah, you really do. So it's it's fun. We like learning here on the podcast. This <laughs> yeah. is what this podcast is about, learning new, interesting, and weird yeah, things. Stuff that you have heard on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like you heard something on the podcast. I heard something on the podcast. And then you can tell your friends about it you and say, your friends about I it. heard
0: this thing on a podcast yeah.
1: called I Heard It On A Podcast. Yeah. And it's just great all the way. Yeah, well, what a transition. Thank you for <laughs> listening to I Heard It on a Podcast. We've got new, very brainy episodes every Monday and Wednesday that you can find wherever you get podcasts. If you like to learn and you like hearing about learning and you also have friends who like to hear about how to learn and like to learn, then send this podcast to them. Yeah. <laughs> As always, you can reach us at I heard it on a podcast at gmail.com. That was a very meta outro. You're it are gonna was. have to listen back it's to like, it and think about it. I know. Maybe draw a little diagram. There was some double negatives somehow. Yeah. I just don't I think I said it right, but all of our brainy listeners, hey if I said that wrong, you know us. Yeah, you can
0: you can rewind and try